good day to everyone. I want to welcome you. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited that you have decided to open up this podcast and listen in um, on today's lesson. And, you know, I'm really thankful that I had the opportunity to do this uh, and just provide to you uh, just a short devotion, you know, really each week, David and I, uh, that's kind of our goal. That's just what we want to do. We just want to give you something to listen to, something to maybe help you get through the week. And um, I hope today uh, what the Lord has laid on my heart will be helpful to you and will be uh, beneficial to you in your week and in your spiritual journey and your spiritual walk. And um, today is really fascinating. I don't know when you're listening to this. Um, if you're listening to it relatively soon after I upload it, um, I upload on Fridays, uh, then you know uh, it's right around Mother's Day. You know, Mother's Day is just around the corner um, coming up. And uh, so if you're listening to it around Mother's Day, you know, I just want to say Happy Mother's Day to all of you uh, moms out there. And uh, I hope that you can, this Mother's Day, take time to reflect uh, on the mother or the mother-like figure in your life. You know, Mother's Day can be difficult for a lot of people, uh, but Mother's Day is truly a special day to just honor the moms in our lives. And I'm so thankful that I've had a mom who listens to this. So mom, if you're listening, you know, I love you and I appreciate you and uh, for all that you've done for me and raising me up in a godly home and in a Christian home. And, you know, I firmly believe what the Bible says when it says, raise up a child in the uh, way of the Lord. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. Uh, you know, mom has done that. Mom and dad have done that. And for that, I'm forever grateful, you know, and I'm thankful to be raised in a Christian household. And that's, that's a blessing that God has given to me. And as we think about Mother's Day, uh, you know, I immediately thought about uh, some moms in the Bible, some mothers in the Bible, and some women in the Bible. And um, there's a woman in the Bible named Mary uh, from Magdala, actually, Mary Magdalene, uh, who really has a true testament to who Jesus Christ is. She was the uh, first one to see the resurrected Christ. And so just very briefly, that's what I want to bring to light and kind of what we can take from that. Uh, so if you have your Bibles, uh, go ahead and open up to John chapter 20. And I'm going to read a few verses from John uh, chapter 20. And, and as I read John chapter 20, uh, and we'll read uh, a handful of verses there. I just want you to kind of think about the story. Think about what you know about Mary. Think about uh, uh, Mary Magdalene and um, what you what you already know about her, what you've already studied about her in your own study at your church and whatnot. And I hope to be able to bring some light to the story today of, of Mary Magdalene. And um, I'm going to begin reading in verse 1 of John chapter 20. It says, Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, that's John, by the way, and said to them, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. So let me just first start off by painting our picture of Mary Magdalene. You know, who was Mary Magdalene? We know based on previous chapters in, in, in the Gospels that Mary Magdalene was a, certainly a faithful follower of Jesus Christ. You know, you can obviously see that here in verse 1. She was the 
first one to the tomb. Um, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they give us some more details and more clues. There were other women with her. But John deems it necessary to tell us that, to tell us the story of Mary Magdalene. You've got to remember what John is writing about. Why did John write this book? It says in chapter 20, verse 30, in verse 31, these things are written to you. Everything in this book, every word, every verse, every sentence is written to you so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. All Gospels, every book in the Bible is divinely written, right? But the purpose of John, everything that John says is to point you to Jesus Christ. And so you have to take John and look at that, look at everything he says in that manner, in that light. And so he brings to us, brings to our attention, this lady named Mary, Mary Magdalene. Uh, and we know she started following Jesus after Jesus had cast seven demons out from her. Jesus liberated her. He freed her from that. Um, and, you know, Matthew, Mark, John, Luke, they all record Mary Magdalene as being present at the time uh, at the crucifixion. Right? She was there. When you when you look at all these accounts, she was there with Mary, the mother of Jesus, with Salome, which is probably more than likely the mother of James and John, the sons of thunder, the wife of Zebedee. Uh, and then there was another Mary there as well. And these women, according to John 19, 25, were standing near the cross. They were close enough to hear Jesus speak whenever he spoke to his mom and whenever he spoke to John, right? And, and I don't want you to overlook the fact that these women these women remained at the crucif- at the cross, right? What a demonstration of loyalty. What a demonstration of a love for Christ that not many people have. You got to think about it. You got to look at the whole story. If it wasn't for these women, the disciples never would have known where Jesus's body was laid. The disciples have fled. The disciples were in hiding during all this. And when Joseph, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus took the body and placed it in the tomb. It says that Mary Magdalene and uh, a few of the other women went and, and, and watched and they were sitting opposite of the tomb. They knew precisely where Jesus was laid. When all others fled, there were only a handful of people who showed up. Let me say that again. When all others fled, there was only a select few who remained loyal and remained faithful. And that loyalty and that faithfulness was about to be awarded to Mary. God is about to honor Mary. He's about to share with her something that no one can ever take away from her. And what I see here is that we should seek to imitate this deep love for Christ that Mary has. Though we're caught in our sin, though we're on a, you know, truly a highway to hell, completely going the opposite direction of Christ. Because he loved you, because he saved you, because he forgave you, we should fall head over heels in love with Jesus. First John 4.19 says, we love, why? Because he first loved us. How did he demonstrate that love? That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The only way, if you have backslidden, if you are not in love with Jesus, if you are not head over heels with Jesus today, hear me and hear me clearly. The only way to get back to that point is to go back to the cross where Jesus demonstrated his love for you. Where he demonstrated his love for you. 
You know, the disciples had fled. After seeing everything that Jesus has endured over the past several days, you know, the past several hours. After seeing what he had went through. They still did not believe the words of Jesus. You can, you can be the most loyal person in the church, in your church, in your Sunday school class, at your work, and still not believe the words of Jesus. Jesus is total. For years, this was going to happen. And he has told them for years, he's going to come back. He's going to rise again. And they didn't believe him. They were shocked. They couldn't understand. The, the, they, they were in total grief, in total despair, and they had... You know, they had watched their Savior lose everything. So they thought. You know, Psalms 119.89 says, Forever, O Lord, your word is fixed firmly in the heavens. You can follow him through the valley and still be of little faith. But you've got to stand on the promises. You've got to stand on who Jesus was. You can walk hand in hand with Jesus and still choose to stray off on your own. We do that all the time. We want to walk with Jesus, but we want to hold hands with the devil. That's not possible. You you can't do that. Right? Not even the disciples. Mary, in this situation, as we're about to continue to read, she didn't even believe or anticipate the resurrection. The thought that the tomb might be empty never crossed her mind. I mean, Matthew says it perfectly. You know, the stone was rolled into place and it was sealed. And they placed a guard at the tomb. God is about to honor Mary for being one who showed up, for being one who remained faithful, who remained loyal. He's about to honor her. If you skip down to verse 11 in John chapter 20, it says, But Mary stood, weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. The the thought that Jesus could have risen crossed her mind, though he has been saying it for for years at this point. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener. She said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me. Tell me where you've laid him, and I'll take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabbanai, which means teacher. And Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to the Father, my Father, and your Father, to my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. She immediately thought someone had stolen the body and she didn't know where it was. And as she turned around, her grief, as as God made his presence uh, available to her, her grief instantly turned to inexpressible joy. God honors Mary Magdalene here by allowing her to be the first to see and hear the resurrected Christ. What an honor. Mary got to hear it directly from Jesus himself. She got to hear it directly from Jesus himself. But I really want us to focus on what Jesus tells her to do. Because what he tells her to do is exactly and precisely what he's telling us to do today. 
He says in verse 17, Go to my brothers and say to them, I'm ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. He says, Go and tell. And what did she do? She went and announced. She went and told. When God calls us to go, we go. When God calls us to tell, we tell. people what obstacles do we face in this life why do we resist telling people of the resurrected Christ and what that offers to us why do we resist telling people empty tomb which offers eternal life is it a lack of intimacy with God see if we're not close with God then we're not experiencing his love over our life intimacy with God is more than just Bible study. It's more than just us listening to this podcast. Intimacy with God is walking with God. It's being honest with God. It's telling Him, God, here it is. Down at your feet. I don't know what to do. Here it is. I'm going to be honest with you, God. I'm frustrated. I'm struggling with this right now. I'm hurting right now. Intimacy with God is meditating on His Word. In Psalms 1, the psalmist says, the psalmist says, the righteous man, He delights in the word of the Lord. He delights in the law of God. He meditates on it day and night. Meditating and reading are two different things. Are you meditating on the promises of God? We've got to experience Christ daily if we want to go tell others. We've got to go to the cross daily. We love others because He first loved us. We love God because He first loved us. Not my responsibility. Perhaps you think you can ride the coattails of someone else. The Great Commission applies to you and me. It says, Go and make disciples. You go. If you are listening to this, you go. God makes you and me different. Reach different people. And there's a set of people out there who you can reach tomorrow that I cannot. People in your realm of influence who it will take years for your pastor to get to. But you have the responsibility to do it. And a lot of times we don't because we say I'm too busy. You you make more time for God, you'll find more time in your day. Mark my words. You make more time for God, you will find more time in your day, in your day. Your kid's soccer practice is a mission field. At the restaurant is a mission field. How you treat the waiters and the waitresses is a mission field. In the break room at work, that is your mission field. Maybe you're filled with fear. Rejection, don't we? We hate to hear the word no. We don't want to be ridiculed. We don't want to be mocked. One of the greatest motivators. I don't want us to focus on why we fail to share the gospel. I want us to think about the motivators to overcome these obstacles. And it's to reflect on what saved you in the first place, and that's the love of God. 1 John 4, 19, we love because He first loved us. From all of this is that death doesn't have the last word. Physical death for those who are born again is not the end of life. Christ gave us, Christ made us for eternal life. He made for us eternal life. Now you have to live that out. You have to trust Christ. You have to stand on those promises. Knowing about Jesus isn't the same as knowing Jesus and continuing 
to trust him and continuing to commit your life to him and doing your duty to go and tell. See, Mary was faithful. Mary was loyal. When all others fled, she showed up. Wrap this up by asking, what kind of leader are you? again believer then you are a leader leader your responsibility to lead those you have contact with how awkward it may be you know a few years ago there's an Alabama wide receiver got drafted by the uh, Oakland Raiders Las Vegas Raiders uh, had a promising career out a standout at Alabama promising career at the uh, uh, in the NFL, and he made a mistake. Fifty-six miles per hour down the interstate, killing people. He'll spend several years in prison. Someone just stood up and took the keys away from him. What if someone stood up? Responsibility. The people in this world who are not born again are on a highway to hell. Standing in the middle of the train tracks and hell is on its way to plow them over. What kind of leader would let them stay there and not tell, tell them about the love of God? And not tell them about eternal life? To go and tell. Now go and tell just as he has commanded you to do. Father God, I love you. I thank you for the opportunity, God. I thank you for the uh, just the message that you have provided to us today, today and the word uh, that we know is divinely written and divinely inspired, God. And I pray that this just reaches the right people, this touches the right hearts, Father, and that you just empower them to go out uh, into this sin-filled, dark world and be a shining light, pointing people to your Son, Jesus Christ, Father who has the words of eternal life. Father, forgive us from where we failed you. Forgive us where we have fallen short. Father, and help us to love the way you have loved us. In Jesus' name, amen.